Welcome to the Bowen Christian Family Centre podcast channel. You're about to hear a message recorded at one of our Sunday gatherings. We pray you are blessed and enjoy this inspiring message. Morning, church. I'm going to go for a car ride this morning. Who likes going for car rides? I do. Who knows, car rides can be fun. They can be scary. You can get lost. The road can be a bit bumpy. It can be challenging. Who knows that? Anybody ever been lost? Gone down the wrong road? Yeah. Have to make a U-turn? Who's gone around the mountain a few times in a car ride? Yeah. I want to take you on a car ride this morning. Hey, I want you to know this morning that if you can allow God If you can allow God to be the driver of your car, he will set you free so that you can enjoy the ride of your life. Who wants to enjoy life? I do. Our theme for this month is is, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. John 8, 31 to 32 in the New King James Version says this. And this is Jesus talking. I know it's Jesus talking because it's read in my Bible. And when the letters are read in my Bible, I know that that's Jesus talking. And then Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So the word abide means to accept or act in accordance with a rule, a decision, or a recommendation. So when we read the word of God, do we accept it as truth and do we act in accordance with what it tells us to do? One of of my my many all-time favorite Bible verses, anybody got some all-time Bible, favorite Bible verses? I have, I've got a few. They're my arsenal that I use when the enemy whispers in my ear. And it's this one, Romans 8, 28, and it's the amplified version. It says, and we know with great confidence, and we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together. What things? All things to work together as a plan for the good of those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and his purpose. How do you go with that? How do you go with that? Do you believe this morning and act in accordance with that Bible verse? When you hear that Bible verse, do you believe that God is working for your good? How about when it it would appear that things aren't working for your good? How do you go with that? How do you go with that Bible verse when it says, and we know with great confidence that God who deeply con- is deeply concerned for us causes all things to work together. How can that be true when things would appear aren't working together? How do you go with that? Do you accept it as truth and do you act in accordance with that truth that he is working for your good? How do you go when life's hard, when life's confusing, when things are unsure, when you can't see your way forward? Are you still believing and acting in accordance with that verse that says, he is working for our good? 
How do you go when... We've got to be careful here. We've now got a clock up on the back. I know how long I've got. That's not good. How do you go in life when you you hear that Bible verse and God is working for your good when your mum that you've loved all your life? Beautiful mum. My mum. Caring mum. Gorgeous mum. She wasn't perfect, but she loved Jesus and she did her best to love us, six children. My mum was a warrior, but she was deeply concerned about the good of her six children. And about five or six years ago, in her early 80s, she got the diagnosis that she had Alzheimer's. And over that period between then and when I lost her just about 12 months ago, I watched and witnessed my beautiful mum love Jesus, love people, cared for people, was empathetic, was sympathetic, served God all the days of her life. I watched her as she slowly but surely disappeared. How do I go when... The Bible tells me that God's working for my good when somebody that I love dearly is slipping away. It's a challenge. How do you go when that teenage kid that you love and have poured your life into starts to do things and say things and that are hurtful, that they start going down this journey where they're wanting to experience life for themselves and they're doing things that you thought they would never do How do you go in that situation? Do you believe God is still working? How about when you're in that difficult job and your boss has been mean to you and you're finding it hard and you come home and you're stressed and you're worried? Are you still believing that God is working for your good? How about you're in a financial struggle and you don't know how to see your way out? Are you still believing that God's working for your good? When things don't go according to plan, do you still believe that God is working for your good? Church, I want you to know this morning that in God I believe nothing is wasted. And even though it may appear like things are out of control or things aren't going as they should, nothing is wasted in the kingdom of God. I now know my beautiful mum is with Jesus. There's no more pain. That she's not worrying anymore. That she's just spending this eternity in bliss with her Saviour and her Lord and her King. And, And I look back and I think, What good came out of that? Well, I'll tell you what good came out of that. I see a mum that loved Jesus and never complained once about the fact that she had Alzheimer's, that she was grateful for her life, and she was an inspiration to me and to many others, and that's the good that came out of that. She loved Jesus, and I stand here today because she taught me about Jesus. And even though I wandered away, and even though I got lost on my journey of life, even though I went down wrong roads, I heard mum every single day in the back of my head going, Jesus loves you, John. See, God is working for your good. No matter where you're going, no matter where the road of life takes you, I believe in God, nothing is wasted. Do you believe that this morning? You know, maybe you've been trying to make a difference. Maybe you've been doing something, but it feels like you're just wasting your time. Maybe you're in a job and you're going, 
what am I doing? I'm just wait for six years. I've been in this job, and it feels like I'm just wasting my time. I'm telling you, I'm telling you this morning, church. If you believe God is at work for your good, nothing is wasted. You will one day look back at that and go, "Yes, I can see why I had to go through that season. It taught me to trust God no matter what." You know what good of it? Was it that I went through that season where I was addicted to alcohol and I was hurting all those people around me that loved me dearly and I was hurting myself? But I can look back now and I can see, well, there was some good that came out of that. It changed the course of my life. And I'm here today preaching to you. See, in all things, God works for the good of those that love him and have been called according to his purpose. It can be hard to believe that. You know, it can be hard to believe that when God speaks to you. (laughs) and he shakes you up. Have you ever had that experience? Have you ever had the experience where God speaks and your whole world is shaken apart? When he speaks to you and he says, you need to do something about that, John. I'm going to shake you up because if you don't do that, you're not going to be set free of the stuff that I want to set you free of. In Hebrews 12, 26 to 29, we see where when, when God speaks, the whole earth shook. Let me tell you, when God spoke to me about this particular issue I had in my life, it shook me to the core. But he wanted to shake it off my life. Because I knew that if I kept carrying that, it was no good. It ha- didn't have a solid foundation. It, wouldn't, it would stop me from going where God wanted me to go. It would stop me from being what God wanted me to be. It had to be shooken off. He spoke to me and it shook me to the core. Has God ever spoken to you and has it ever shaken you to the core? I hope it has. Because all of us need to let things be shaken off us in the name of Jesus. Stand up. Stand up. Come on. Stand up, church. Stand up. Oh, I'm excited. There's going to be some stuff that's going to get shaken off today. Ready? We're going to shake it off. On the count of three, we're going to do a big shake. You ready? One, two, three. Right. Done. Gone. In the name of Jesus, you may take your seats again. It's shaken off in the name of Jesus. You know, I worked in the corporate world for many years. Let me tell you, I came across some really good people, some really nice people, some people that I would even say I I could call some good friends. But let me tell you, (laughs) people are people. Who knows people are people? My goodness me. (laughs) I found some people very difficult, Trev. Very difficult. You hear me? I found some demanding people. Some self-centered people. I found some people that were manipulative. People that gossiped. People that complained. People that carried on. I even found lots of people that thought they could do a better job than their boss. See, that was the corporate world. And years ago when God shook my life and told me that I was going to be a preacher and a pastor, and I started walking down that path and I started to think, oh, this is wonderful. I'm going to live in this new world. 
People are different. Christians are different. They're not self-centered or selfish. They're not manipulative. They don't talk behind people's back. They don't gossip. This is going to be wonderful. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm enjoying life now. You're, in, you're at work in all things for my, for my good. This is fantastic. Can I say, in general, that's the truth. I love you guys. I love looking at Jen and Lalani and Marianella. Mary Mary no, you're, you're Marianne. Marianella's over here. Like, I love looking at you guys and seeing God at work in your life, loving people, caring for people, forgiving people. I see it in every single one of you that, I've, that I know well. I love that. But let me tell you, and there's none here this morning. Let me just clarify that. There's none here this morning that I'm about to talk about. So I'm not having a go at anybody. Please, believe me, it's the truth. But I have come across one or two that haven't quite met my expectation. Has anybody had that experience? I thought it would be different. I thought people would be kind. I actually thought that people would read the Word of God and do the Word of God and live the Word of God. Because when the Word of God says forgive, I thought we would all forgive. When the Word of God says show mercy, that we would all show mercy. When the Word of God says put other people's needs ahead of your own, I thought that would be the case for everybody. But as I said, that was not quite my experience. I've had one or two experiences, and it shook me to the core of who I was. If I'm really honest, I can think of one instant that happened a long time ago, not here. And Helen knows what I'm, I'm talking about, and it's just between Helen and I because we've, we've spoken over this. It's one person did something to me, and it, you know, it, it, it could have completely derailed me, and I could not be standing here today if I'd not shaken that off. If I'd allowed what that person had done to me to get to me, to stop me from where God wanted me to go. I was, let me tell you, I was offended. I was upset. I was hurt. I was crying. I was saying, I never, God, I never want to talk to that person again. I have, I'm not having anything to do. I'm taking my bat and my ball and I'm going home. You're not playing fair. You're a Christian. In fact, you're a Christian leader. You should not be behaving like that. I told God. Have you ever told God? I had a conversation with God. Have you ever had a conversation with God? God, this is not fair. God, this is not right. God, why aren't you punishing him or her? This is not fair. I'm not going to talk to that person. Why are you even talking to that person? What's going on? They read the same Bible I read. I was confused. I was hurting. I was upset. But God spoke to me. He shook me to the core. When, he, when I finally stopped telling God what he needed to do, he could start telling me what I needed to do. And I realized this, that I had to live, let go. 
See, he wasn't perfect. And nor am I. God told me you need to shake it off, John. You need to shake it off. I'll deal with that. It's not up to you to deal with that. I will deal with that, John. You need to shake it off. That's what you need to do. Do you want to live a better life, church? Does anybody here want to live a better life? There's some stuff that we need to shake off. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 12, 29, that God is a consuming fire. Fire is a purifying agent. You know, sometimes God has to burn stuff off us. Let me tell you, when God needs to burn something off, it's not pleasant. It can be difficult and it can hurt. But sometimes we need to go through the baptism of fire. Sometimes we need to go through something so that we can get through something. Amen? It can be hard and it can be uncomfortable and it can be unpleasant. But let me tell you this, church. I was tired. I was so tired of the pain that other people were causing me. And I was tired of being mad at other people. I was tired of it. I wanted to be set free of that. And God told me what I needed to do. I needed to shake it off. So what do we do in life when it's difficult, when it's hard, when things happen to us, when we go, God, you're not working for my good. That person's treating me poorly. Or God, you're not working for my good because I just lost my job. Or God, you're not working for my good because my dear friend just got a bad health diagnosis. God, how can you be working for my good when I go to church and nobody said hello to me? God, how come you're not working for my good because of whatever happened? I want to give you a couple of things that we can do that will help us when we believe that God is not working for our good. Are you okay with that? Two things. Pretty simple. But they're not that simple to do. Psalm 37.3 in the Amplified Version says this. Trust. Really? Trust? Rely and have confidence in the Lord. And do good. How's that? Two things that we need to do. Trust and do good. How simple is that? Easy. Yes, to trust God and to do good. Seems simple, doesn't it? But who knows? It's not as simple as it sounds. See, we need to trust God that this God that knows everything. We need to stop trusting in ourselves, in our limited perspective of things, in our own understanding from where we see it, from how we perceive it, from the circumstances that are dictating to us, and we need to see it from where God sees it. We need to trust that he knows what's going on. We need to allow God to be in the driver's seat of our lives. 1 Corinthians 13, 9, the Amplified Version says this, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, for our knowledge is fragmented and incomplete. We don't know everything. 
But God does. So often I think that I have to know everything so that I can work everything out. But I don't know everything and I can't work everything out. You know what happens when I try and work everything out? I get confused. Has anybody here ever been confused? I don't know everything, so I I don't know why I think I can work everything out. I need to trust the one who knows everything. I need to trust the one who knows everything. Isaiah 40, 13 to 14 says this, Who is able to advise the Lord? Sorry, who is able to advise the Spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give him? who knows enough to give him advice or teach him. Has the Lord ever needed anybody's advice? Duh. I told God, I told God what he needed to do. Do you think he needed my advice? Does he need instruction? (laughs) Does he need instruction about what is good? Did someone teach him what was right or show him the path of justice? See, we need to trust God. We don't need to tell God what to do. We need to trust God so he can tell us what to do. Did you like that? I wish I could repeat that, but it's just gone like that. I'm trusting you, though, God, that that got in there, out there. People receive that in the name of Jesus. See, trusting God is like letting God be the driver's seat of your life, in the driver's seat of your life. I said before, I like going on road trips. Now, when I went, like, I love my wife. You know, when I first met my wife, one of the things that I was really attracted to her about... (laughs) Come on, preach it, brother. Preach it, Trev, hey? Preach it. I love that she was a strong woman. I love that she was strong in Christ. I love that she knew who she was in Christ. I saw her get up and give an offering word and thought, oh, wow. I love that about her. I love her that she's a woman that's in control. <gasps> now, let me tell you, we hadn't been going out that long. And the very thing that attracted me to her was the very thing that started to challenge me. Now, we were going on our first road trip. Oh, you know where this is going, Kate. And the conversation come up, came up, who's going to drive the car? The relationship just about fell apart then. No, it didn't. But we had this healthy discussion, healthy discussion about who was going to drive the car. See, when Helen first met me, she didn't know what sort of driver I was. She didn't know if I was a safe driver. For all she knew, I could have been one of these erratic drivers that puts his hand on the horn every time somebody turns in front of them and lose it. 
Now, let me just go. I just want to go off a little tangent here. Is that okay? Oh, boy, I've already been speaking 22 minutes. Stop the clock. Is that okay? No. Like, who knows that being the senior pastor does come with it some responsibility? Helena? Like, you can't. There's certain things you can do. And especially in a country town like Bowen. And there's certain things you can't do. So this was a poor choice I made. So who knows that I've got a car that stands out. Like how many other BMWs in Bowen are bright orange? So when the little devil inside of me rises up, when a car's driving slowly in front of me, when we're in a 60 and they're doing 40... Or when I'm going down here and they turn in front of me and they cause me to put my foot on the brake, this left hand, it just wants to rise up. Beep, beep, beep. What do you think you're doing? Come on. Anybody? Anybody? Or a better plan. This is what goes through my head. Can you believe it? I'm sure. I'm confessing. Dylan, do you still love me? I know what I'll do. I'll pull out, I'll go in front of them and I'll st- come back in front of them and I'll slam my foot on the brake. Well, that'll teach them. I'll let them know what they're doing wrong, making me go slow. But I know I can't do that. It's not fair. But that comes with the territory. I don't know why I told you that. I don't even know where I am now. Um <clears throat> So we get confused when we're trying to work everything out. You know, trusting God is like allowing him to be in the driver's seat. I was talking about Helen. You know, we, we had this healthy discussion about who was going to be in the driver's seat. Well, finally, she gave him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Because I love driving. I like being in the driver's seat. I want to be in control. See, at first she couldn't trust me. But as she spent time in the passenger seat and as I drove, she started to realize what a good driver I was. She started to realize how much self-control I do have with my left hand. See, she could trust me because she allowed me to be in the driver's seat. She trusted that I could actually work out where we needed to go. How cool was that? See, allowing God to be in the driver's seat of my life was a great challenge. It shook me to the core. I like being in the driver's seat. I like being in control. I like making my own decisions. I like to know how fast I'm going or how slow I'm going. I'd like to know where I'm going. But that's not helping me if I'm going to go where God wants me to go. I need to take my hands and my bottom out of the steering wheel out of the driver's seat, and I need to get into the passenger seat. I need to trust that God knows more than I know on my journey of life. I need to allow him to take me where he needs to take me. And even when we do go down the bumpy roads and some of the stuff is shaken off, that's okay. I can, I can trust that God knows what he's doing. He knows where he's taking me. It hasn't been easy, church. It shook me to the core because I was so used to being the captain of my own ship, the driver of my own car. 
But I realized now that if I wanted to go where God wanted me to go, if I wanted to be what God wanted me to be, I had to take my hands off the steering wheel and I had to let him to take me where he wanted me to go. See, when I'm in the driver's seat, I'm more stressed at the traffic. Yeah. I have, I'm, I'm having to work out everything, where to stop, where to go, where to go faster, where to slow down. But when, the God, when, when God's in the driver's seat, he's working all that out. I can just be in the passenger seat, and I know you're not allowed to do this, but I can put my feet up on the dash, I can have a snooze, I can look out the window, and I can actually enjoy the ride of my life. Who here this morning wants to allow God to take on the steering wheel? I do. Have you ever got car sick? If we could have the musicians up. Have you ever been car sick? Anybody here been car sick? I have. So, you know, you could, God can be steering. He can be the driver of your car, the life, your life. He can be the driver of your, your car, your life. And you can still get sick, even though you're in the passenger seat. Anybody experienced that? And you've been trusting God, but you're still getting sick. So what do we do? Well, God's got the perfect medicine, let me tell you. It's called the Bible. It's called the Word of God. So when I'm sick with jealousy, I take a dose of contentment. When I'm sick with anger, I take a dose of forgiveness. When I'm sick with pride... I take a dose of humility. And if I'm sick with self-centeredness, I take a dose of generosity. See, I, I believe. I abide. Now, I don't do it perfectly. I don't stand here today saying I got it all together, but I never want to put my left hand up onto the horn and tell the other driver what to do. I'm not perfect, but I'm on, my road to, I'm on that road that I'm allowing God to take me. And so I'm, I'm asking God to help me that when he says, in all things, I work for the good of those that love me and have been called according to my purpose, I'm doing everything I can with the help of Christ to believe that to be true. And I'm acting in accordance with that. So even when things don't go well, and even when things don't go right, and even when I am confused, I'm going to continue to believe that he is at work for my good. I'm going to act in accordance with the truth because I want to be set free. When God shakes my world and tells me that there's something in my life that I need to deal with so that I can be set free, so that I can go where he wants me to go and do what he wants me to do, I'm going to act in accordance with what he said. And the second thing we do When we're struggling, when life's hard, when we're confused, when we're hurt, when we're in pain, we do good. We do good. We do good. Can I say it again? We do good. My dear mum would say, you're feeling, feeling sorry for yourself, go and help somebody that's worse off 
than you. And let me tell you, that's the most powerful medicine that you could ever take. It's when you take your eyes off yourself and you look to the needs and helping fulfill the needs of others. You know, you may not be able to fix your own problems, but you might be able to help somebody else fix theirs. The devil just can't stand it when he throws his best and biggest problems at you and you simply say, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to help somebody else. He's defeated in a second. His power, his control is just diminished when you go, you can throw whatever you like at me. It's not going to make a scrap of difference because I'm going to go and help somebody else. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Bowen Christian Family Centre's podcast channel. For any more information on our church, the preaching, or Jesus and Christianity, feel free to check out our church website, www.withsundayacc.com.au.